0: in Tokyo. Thank you so much for joining, Koen.
1: Hello, hi everyone, and good morning, and so happy to be here.
0: Hi, thanks for joining today. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are. I'm JJ Walsh, based in Hiroshima, Japan, and today in Seeking Sustainability Live, I have a chance to talk with CEO of KAYU Package, Koen Katsufumi Wang about his business and how they are trying to disrupt the plastic packaging industry in Japan and make positive change. I uh, talked in the Seeking Sustainability Live series last year. I think our original talk was number 45. Today is number 221. It's great to have you back, Cohen.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back. You
0: are such an inspiration in Japan where we are fighting the plastic battle every single day in every package in everything that we buy it's usually in a plastic package and maybe it's not unique to Japan but it seems particularly bad for some reason in Japan so tell us about how you started your company for people that didn't have a chance to hear the talk last year
1: Sure, sure. Um, so, um, so my name is Cohen, or people call me Cohen. Um, uh, I'm the CEO of Caillou um, and founder of Caillou Package. And what we do is uh, um, uh, we prov- we manuf- well we manufacture and provide what you call um, disposable bento boxes in Japan. And more recently in the United States as well.
0: Called Caillou Package. And they started not long before we talked last year. Um, They started uh, using the same distribution system that his family business had been using for a long time. So the boxes are made very ethically in uh, Indonesia, I believe, out of wood, and they're sent to Japan. They have a great distribution network in Japan. They're starting to get more traction as the plastic issue becomes more well-known. So they're making these biodegradable uh, wooden. They're still single use, but because they're made of wood, uh, they're biodegradable. They're better if they end up in the waterways, they will decompose. Um, These are all issues that we have with single use plastic that does not biodegrade if it ends up in the waterways. Um, The system in Japan, of course, is most of the garbage, whether it's plastic or burnable, is burnt. Uh, Very little of the plastic packaging is recycled. And what is actually recycled is less than 10% between 10 and 20% even the plastic pet bottles which everybody has the understanding that it's recyclable is not really recyclable in actuality in Japan so it's a big issue I mean plastic problems big issue all over the world there you are
1: yes I'm back Uh
0: so I'm just giving some background on your packaging and the issues in Japan that we face with most um, packaging being burnt, whether it's biodegradable or plastic.
1: Yes. Um, well, so I just want to make sure kind of everything works here right now, but, um, yes. Yeah, so, um, but I can, yeah, I can share some numbers. Um, you know, um, I've been looking through some numbers, um, obviously in the business that we do, we're trying to, um, replace or deplace de- um, as many, as much plastic disposable single use packaging as possible with natural, um, with, degradable alternatives or or non-fossil fuel alternatives, um, you know, if you look at the numbers, it's really mind-boggling. So Japan produces about 10 million tons of plastic every year. And about half of that goes, and out of that 10 million tons of plastics, you know, uh, some of them go into your electronic appliances, your, your cars, whatnot. But about half of that goes into packaging it's, it's 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 ridiculous if you think about 10 million tons and half of that is into packaging well when we say packaging uh, you know it includes obviously your uh, pet bottles your tea bottles and it also includes um uh, your shampoos um all kinds of stuff and also potato chips Um, so out of that, so about half, um, and
0: a lot of the, the film, right. The very thin plastic film, like we had a great discussion the other day on Instagram because I had bought, uh, something from the most popular convenience store in Japan, which I will not name, but maybe I should, um, they started wrapping all their rice balls in what they call botanical film. So I was under the impression, and I think this is typical maybe for users, to think that means it's made from plants, that it's biodegradable. So I tried to test it. I put it in my garden for a month. Um, Some of it was in water. Some of it was in the sun. Some of it was in my compost. And after a month, none of it changed whatsoever. It is very just like typical plastic. And we had a great discussion. And you said it's only a mix of plant material with regular plastic material. And that yes. was that was a real shock to me. So I think there's a lot of deception going on in terms of the company trying to look good but it's not actually a biodegradable thing. But what you guys are doing is wood. It is biodegradable. It is a better solution.
1: Well, so, uh, you know, um, it's interesting that, uh, like, like, you know, it's kind of hard to mention who, who the culprit is, but you know, for what it's worth behind the scenes, um, that particular, um, uh, ch- chain of, um, store they're actually, um, in the market, they do have a reputation, um, especially in recent years and all obviously also has to do with their, um, bottom line in terms of management. So, um, that is understandable. Um, but yes, um, the problem with um, I, and I think this issue comes with bioplastics. I think um, um, you know, as consumers, it's really difficult to um, to make um, educated choices without being informed properly, and 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 you know, we we can't have every consumption decision made. Doing a complete research and thesis. When we want to buy, you know, something in the supermarket or grabbing, a, you know, a it's, meal on the go or whatnot. It's just
0: overwhelming because you you don't want to give up completely. You're trying to make better choices and you just feel deceived because the companies are telling you. Some of the big companies are telling you this is better. This is better for the environment. This is the right choice. Please buy this. And you fall for it and you buy it. And then there are companies like yours that are doing a better package that aren't getting as much publicity. Right. So it's it's a huge problem on on many levels. So anyway, I want to celebrate what you guys are doing. You're doing a great job. You've got uh, some stuff from Instagram. You said last year you reduced 10.6 tons of plastic. I love that
1: yeah so yeah well thank you so much and i and i think that's a great achievement to not just the team that i work with but you know to all the um the people that actually um chose um our packaging versus um, plastic packaging and and you know i don't really um you know if i would really want to give credit to i'd give credit to um the uh, the restaurant or or caters or, you know, they could be, um, that are, you know, facing a really difficult time at the moment. Um, but in spite of that, they still, um, you know, a conscious decision to say, Hey, we don't want to use single use plastic. So we find an alternative. And, and the difficult part about finding an alternative is, um, in most cases it's, it's more expensive than what, uh, than the conventional, uh, available product that's available. Um, and, um, and, and it's, it's kind of um, unfair, but that being said, so, um, just to uh, recap on that 10 tons is that what we've done was that we did the, um, the math on how much we've, um, been able to provide these, um, wooden, um, bento boxes to our customers. And we realized that we've replaced about 10 tons of otherwise single use disposal plastic. Uh, ten tons uh, is not a lot in the um, in the grand scheme of things, but it's a start. So I often also want to say that um, you know it takes really more than just one person or one business or even one industry. It really takes all of us to do our part. And Absolutely. you know we're um, you know we're just mentioning earlier how Japan produces ten million tons of plastic every year, and that ten million plastics. Ten million tons of plastic is not going anywhere at all. It's going to stay wherever it is, you know, wherever it goes. Half of that goes into packaging. And out of half, which is five, three and a half, um, if you take out the PET bottles, that's three and a half million tons. Three and a half million tons That's million is three, six, three, sorry, six zeros at the back. And we only do 10, just 10 with no zeros or nothing, just one zero in the back. So I only do 10 tons of plastic um, a year. Uh, We obviously hope to replace more of that. uh, But, you know, it's not something that we can do on our own. It's really a lot of plastic. This is Japan alone. But
0: even though you're only one company, you are having an influence on other companies. You are having some great uh, collaborations with some high-end brands who have a high-end product, Right and they would like a high end package that people are concerned about plastic so it's really good for their branding uh, let's let's first introduce that you are one of two it looks like i'm seeing double here it's you and your your brother have are running the company right
1: that's right that's right so um 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 so here is a, so i'm a twin as this picture um um, you know, I even maybe I'm not even sure if I'm the left one or the right one sometimes, but, um, yes, so Really? You? Um, you
0: even can't tell you guys apart? Like you don't, you don't know in a picture if it's you or your brother? That's amazing.
1: Oh, actually we do. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we do. But, um, well, the older, we, the older we get, you know, one of us starts getting a little bit wider, perhaps, you know, <laughs> so, um, but um, yeah, so um, so um, Yoshi, uh, which is my brother, um, we work on this together. So um, both of us, um, you know, when we graduated university, we uh, we all both of us started in uh, we started working for different companies and had completely different lives. And then uh, uh, we did different, completely different. Um, uh, but um, right now. Um, it also has to do with family history. Um, we, we used to be, um, our, my family used to be in, a, in the wood business. So um, from there, um, I think some of that kind of rubbed off and, and um, after a career in, 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 in working in offices, um, you, know, you reach an age where you kind of want to do something different. And we realized that there's something we can contribute perhaps. And, um, but you know, um, we spoke about this a before is that starting a business is not easy. And it's even more so when you're starting, just trying to start a business that is actually uh, trying to fix a problem or contribute to um, to the environment Um, or, you know, to to the uh, social uh, benefit or um, um, trying to run a business and trying to have a, a secondary mission or a primary mission to do something for society is... It's not a, something that is um, very straightforward at times. Well, it's, so it's, often, I think that- it's often
0: something that a lot of businesses will say we can't even consider because it's, you know, we can't consider what's the best for the environment. We can't consider what's best for people. We are compliant, compliant, back-
1: compliant
0: yeah. to the rules and the laws. And that's as much as we can do, right? you guys True, are but trying to offer something beyond compliance
1: absolutely but but you know going back to what you just mentioned earlier about being on brand is uh, i think um um well uh, the nature of our business is that we we want the brands you know we're not we're a um, our product is not a b2c product it's more of a b2b product so um, it's important that our job is to complement or um, add value to the um, to the businesses that are facing the consumers, and, and and like you mentioned, being on brand is that you know. What I think um, you know, I'm quite optimistic, and I really want to uh, give credit to you know the people, consumers out there, who care about the environment right now. People do care about um, uh, reducing single-use plastics. People do care about. The pollution that's out there so,
0: and I, think so we can, I think we can be a helpful part of the process right like when we, we go to the shop and we say oh is this a wooden container how wonderful to the shop staff and then they're gonna feel validated for making the more expensive choice uh if we put it on social media oh this is a fantastic biodegradable container then it also adds that soft pressure and creates more demand. So I think even as consumers, even just by asking or promoting on social media, we can have a really positive effect and hopefully support businesses like yours who are trying to do the right thing.
1: Yeah, well, um, uh, again, you know, there's no way it doesn't, uh, it's not in our power to, um, to force uh, consumers what they purchase. Um, so, purchase, uh, consumers are making the the decisions, or and cha- making the decisions that the businesses are making. So, so you know, it's it's like a democracy. You know, it takes uh you know everybody has a, every purchase decision to do is is a vote, and yeah. you know one vote might not feel much, but you know, but it's the majority that decides what the world is going to be, and every single vote counts, every single purchase counts. So. That's
0: awesome. Um, um, Cohen, you are still in the dark and you're a little bit out of frame.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm actually trying to change my camera. Okay. Uh, the to a better camera.
0: So uh, I'll give you a minute to do that. I'm gonna talk about the collaborations you've had with the companies, the ones that I really like. Um, so you've got Basque Cheesecake. Now they have a great container here. Um, it's your container on the bottom and the top and wrapped in string. So this is an entirely plastic free version. And I, I love it. Great job. Basque cheesecake. Where is that in Tokyo?
1: Um, yes. Um, well, actually I can't, um, let me have a look.
0: sorry. It's very small. Let me get myself out of the frame and then maybe you can see it better. So it's a very simple solution. We're using string. We're using the wooden containers. Now, I think people could reuse your wooden containers. You say single use because that's typical for a takeout. But if you had like a bit of wax paper underneath the food, you could reuse it, right?
1: Um, so um, So I, I'd be careful here because... Um, so.
0: Not as a business, but as an individual.
1: Um, well, so um, I think, um, so the business that we deal with is in the food industry and, um, in the food industry, um, you know, there's, um, there's multiple priorities and, 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 and the utmost priority that one must fulfill is food safety. You know, um, uh, we, um, the safety of consumers and, and, and the food that people consume out of these containers are the utmost priority. And, um, that would have, you know, above everything else. And that includes the businesses that are involved they are providing the, the finished product to, to the consumers. And and um, when we say um, uh, uh, the reason why a lot of products are, and this is the reason why people, and this comes to the discussion whether why disposable or non-disposable, why can't people use all recyclable or reusable products, oh, excuse me, reusable products is because, there are cases where um, 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 food might go bad over time. You know, whether there's residue or or, or haven't cleaned it properly and whatnot. So, um, you know, the thing I would advise consumers is that when they buy a product, is to follow the instructions. You know, if it says consume before whatnot hours or over days or over two days, whatnot. Um, you know. Uh, Try to follow those rules because those are what are um, are how those products are designed to be. Um, and at the and the flip side is that we don't want to um, and you know ultimately, if disposables are you have option other than disposables, then try to use products or ask the business to to provide a reusable option. And reusable options mean that they are durable. And they don't biodegrade, you can wash them, you can clean them properly and sterilize them before you use them. Um, I do want to make a disclaimer because um, the problem with single use plastics is that they have to, um, it's its overkill to make a product that's plastics because it lasts forever. It's also overkill if you use something like steel and glass because there are properly, re- you can wash them, clean them and whatnot. And they have, and people should use them when they can. Um, the problem with single-use plastics is that because they don't biodegrade um, over a very long time. So, um, what we do, the products that we design are meant to be—they they essentially um, start breaking down right after your usage, and that's the whole point. Actually, that is the um, intention of the product. That you know, if you use them, um, you eat out of them, and you're finished with them, you chuck them away, whether that's in your bin or you've missed your bin. You know, you you, if you had a bad shot; it, it drops on the road, whatnot. It will very in a very short time start decomposing. So, um, well, I would say because, um,
0: because I do monthly cleanups um, at the rivers in Hiroshima or beaches in summer, uh, we see a lot of plastic packaging that ends up in the rivers, and we we don't usually see wood. And if you see wood, you don't worry about it because you know if a sea creature is going to eat it or attach itself to it, it's not a problem because it's natural. It it will biodegrade. But the plastics, we want to get out of the waterway because it is a problem. And it's going to continue being a problem for over 100 years, at least much longer than I'm alive. So I want to do my part. But if we only think about the cleanup at the end of the process, that's that's the big problem. So we want to figure out a way to create more demands for biodegradable, uh, compostable solutions or reusable solutions that don't even need to be thrown away, right?
1: Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Like, um, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, I think over the years, especially these couple of years, I think it, without a doubt, I think... Many consumers, or there or um, uh, quite a, a in, uh, majority of consumers, do prefer environmental friendly packaging. Um, you know, it, it's harder to find. You know, it, compared to many a few years ago, if you ask someone on the street, do you, um, you know, would you prefer pla- you know, plastic packaging or environmentally friendly packaging? People say they prefer environmentally friendly packaging. So I think that the demand is there and the market is there. So I think the you know people are conscious enough to know the problem, but um, I think um, what the problem um, the, the but the the switch is taking a time because um, uh, because of cost, and you know I, I don't know if uh, this is um, uh, familiar with um, with 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 you or some people, but you know some something, something called cost externalization. The concept of cost externalization, and it just means that um, uh, when you consume a product, you don't you don't you don't add all the disposable plastics. You don't the the waste management costs are not included in in in, in the product. So so it seems a lot cheaper because you're just using it. You're just seeing, you're just taking part of the cost, and then you're not you're not thinking what to do with with the waste of it, and somebody else is footing that bill. And in the case of, um, and, and, and what's interesting is that um, um, in the most cases, waste management bills are being footed by taxpayers because, um, and and that's where all your trash that, you know, when you dump, when you tr- throw out every day, whether it goes out of your household or it goes into com- convenience stores or the restaurants, someone's paying for that waste management. And in most cases, it's coming from the government and it's taxpayer dollars. so. So um, I think you know to go back to your point is that um, there is a demand, but um, um, to in, in, to make sure that people kind of, um, to be fair, um, there's some there, there needs to be things to, to be that needs to be done in terms of regulation, in terms of um, balancing that cost, um, because people always make the cheaper option will choose a cheaper option, um, the majority will because that's how we're designed to be you know but so the
0: consumers are different we know that now right like we know consumers will pay a little bit more for organic uh consumers are more educated on organic fair trade uh now becoming more uh educated in terms of biodegradable reusable right so these these are terms that so many people are talking about it's not just us luckily <laughs> So it is. It is becoming a part of the conversation, and the more we talk about it with our shopkeepers, and ask for it at restaurants, or ask for it when we're buying something, um, it it's all good, and it's gonna start changing things. Hopefully,
1: yes, and y- yeah, and definitely, I think the um, the the public opinion poll. Uh, uh even in 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 surveys and polls is that um people do care and people are willing to pay extra for um for for the benefits because the 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 the, the you know the risk of of chemicals in your body or or trash that are being provided uh, that are being trashed out people do understand that these days um but um but uh, I think um To solve a 10 million ton problem, we need to scale it up. Um, So, you know, 10 tons here, 10 tons there, but um, to solve a 10 million a year um, per country, uh, just Japan, in the case of Japan, um, it it will take some more effort and it will take some more drastic um, um, decisions to be made. Or else there's a, you know, as... A certain celebrity um, teenage, teenager might say um, uh, uh, there isn't enough time to fix the problem. So,
0: yeah. Are you talking about Greta? She's my <laughs> yeah. hero.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: okay. I want to talk about this really amazing project that you guys were a part of, the With Warm Welcome project. Tell me about that. I love it.
1: Yeah. So, this is really amazing. And I really have to give credit to. Um, to our team in the, in the United States. Um, so, um, Kaya package, um, we are based, you know, we have an office in the, in the U S we're based in Denver, Colorado. And, um, our team there has been working with, um, you know, promoting obviously and, and providing, um, um, our products in the United States, but, um, they worked with this, um, um collective called with warm welcome and which is, um, I believe, um, uh, uh, run by a guy named Arnold Byun. Um, so he, um, you know, and, and it's really timely right now because, um, um, so what i have done is actually they you know, in spite of, you know, under these um, really difficult COVID times, they have, um, uh, they've assembled, uh, so this, this, this here, this picture here is actually, this first project they've done um, is in New York. Um, they'll be doing this um, next month in LA, and the next month after in Chicago. And what they've done is that they um, assembled 18 um, uh, women bakers in New York, all extraordinary um, chefs or patiches um, or in their own or entrepreneurs in their own right, and and had and got them all together and contribute. To make this really beautiful uh, product or piece, where they've made a little pastry that fits into uh, two boxes of nine slots, and and called it the Baker's Box. And um, to one is to bring awareness um, to not just um, these uh, ba- of women bakers in New York, who are all independent business owners but also, and in this case, you know, it's kind of hard, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, 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 um, to mention this because, but there is a certain, um, uh, rise in hate crimes and towards Asians, you know, under these difficult COVID um, circumstances and time. So to bring awareness to this as well, they've assembled this and they've made this really beautiful product, which I have to say, they did a really great job. Um, and, and, um, uh,
0: it's a fantastic and, then, and half that, half the,
1: where, I'm sorry, I just have, I, I do have to mention one more thing that before I forget, because I'm not super clear with it, is that half of the proceeds that they put into this will go into um, Apex for Youth, which is a, um, uh, a charity, uh, a nonprofit that helps um, y- uh, young um, Asian immigrants. Um,
0: I've, I've got the quote on screen right now. Um, So it's 18 desserts from 18 female Asian-American pastry chefs and bakers. We've included both emerging and established individuals as we look to celebrate Asian-American women excellence and combat anti-Asian racism. 50% of the proceeds will benefit Apex for Youth. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a much better description than me going ranting all the way all over the place. But yeah, that's a much better description for what it is. But, but it's just really a, such a beautiful product. I don't, you know, I don't even, you know, um uh, I don't want to discount in any way, you know, that, you know, sometimes uh, it's for charity. As a product itself, it's beautiful, you know, you know, obviously, uh, it has not only does it do a lot of, um, you know, um, it brings awareness and it contributes a lot of people, but it's, it's just a beautiful product, and and um, whoever so, that is out nice. there is interested, look yeah. them up. Um, I think they're sold out right now, but they'll be available. In the, um, they're going to assemble another, like, maybe 18 bakers in LA next month. I Love it. Then the next month, they'll be in Chicago, and then they might do it another U-turn back to the New York as well.
0: It's fantastic, and it's it's something we could do for Japan as well. You know, you've got these beautiful boxes. Um, that's perfect for this kind of group collaboration type of product. I love it. And we know to- such a
1: beautiful idea. I was someone, Hi. I just, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, this is, you know, um, uh, with Joy, you know, both of us, we live in Japan. I think this is the Japan, Japan takes a little bit more time to get things done. Um, while in the in United States, you know, if someone has an idea, boom, it's real quick. And then, And they have this this beautiful execution done.
0: Well, we have innovators and amazing entrepreneurs in Japan, too. So hopefully somebody will see this idea and pick it up because there's a, you know, during coronavirus, we know that there's a lot of gender inequality. A lot of women have lost their jobs. It's definitely a time to raise more awareness about the gender issue and to support female entrepreneurs in Japan would be fabulous. Wonderful.
1: And, you know, a, a lot of our um, customers, um, you know, what this is what actually kind of surprising and, and, and I, I actually found out through my business along when I was uh, running this business is um, in Japan, you know, as we all know, Japan still has some ways to go in terms of gender equality, um, whether that's with, in politics or in corporate management. Um, but I think uh, you know, you know, in this um, in the FMB FMB business, which is where we're essentially in, um, a lot of um, unexpectedly, which to me was um, was a surprise, was a lot of actually small um, FMB business owners are actually women in Japan, um, and and it's not often. Um, uh, sh- um, sh- uh, you know, you don't see that often in the news, um, as because maybe the the top, uh, the multi-billion-dollar you know listed company CEOs might be men in general in Japan, but um, smaller business owners, a lot of them um, are surprisingly women, and in the F&B industry. What least.
0: What do you mean by F&B?
1: Oh, sorry, uh, food and beverage. So oh, okay. Restaurants. And-
0: I feel like I should know that F- mm-hmm. F- food and beverage. Yep. Yeah?
1: So yes, and, and I think that the, um, the, the in the food and beverage industry, um, um, and then what's interesting is that they are the ones who are tend to be um, uh, more, um, they care more about what they put, put inside the, 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 the product that they make, which is like, let's say a bento or a or food or a dish, um, uh, including the packaging um, compared to where, I, and this also has to do with, with um, you know, what consumers take as priority, you know, you, now, if you're looking for just a, a chicken, a fried chicken, and a beer, you know, you're not, you're not, you know, it's not. You might not care so much about what's going into your food, um, but um, you know, we'll, the ones that are actually pushing the industry forward, uh, whether that is bringing local produce or organic produce, you know, finding the unique, non-frozen um, uh, produce from farmers, whatnot. Um, a lot of these are. Um, you know and and as consumers what i would say is that you know look out and go and search for these amazing um i never knew there were so many amazing restaurants cafes or catering services you know especially now with the covid um uh and, um, and lockdown in japan um there's a lot of takeouts as well you can find them on instagram they'll be born and happy to, to do sometimes some would have delivery in your, lo- in your local area Uh, some provide drop-offs take or you're just going to pick them up whenever you want so look um you know search them out find them contact them and and, you know every meal counts it helps them it helps you know and you get a greater greater bang for your buck so uh and don't just walk into your uh don't just go to the big you know chains um find your uh, and there's just so many choices out there
0: yeah awesome Uh, We have a great uh, comment here from Allison. She says, uh, how do you react to the idea or comment that Japan is really behind on getting rid of plastic and environmental activism in general? React in the sense of what do you think, (laughs) but also in the sense of how do you respond to criticisms voiced about that and point people in the direction of more activism amongst both Japanese and foreign friends and clients. Wow, so, lots there.
1: Yeah, so this is actually a really, um, you know, it's it's a it's a really good question, and and to be pointed and sensitive at at you know depending on how you want to approach this, but um, um, and to be fair, uh, you know, um, the business that we're doing. Um, it it really, um, we, we feel that pointy end at times. Um, um, and I think the first thing about Japan on why it's behind is Japan is actually not behind because, you know, you know, people often, I think people, a lot of uh, consumers as well, feel frustration. Why is Japan so slow? Why doesn't Japan have this? Why doesn't Japan have that? Um, when the world is going in this direction and, and, you know, um, the short answer is uh, it's a structural and um uh, it's a structural and systematic problem um and when i say structural systematic um it, it involves um economic and political interest um um that you know whether that's the government or big corporations involved and so so um it's I wouldn't say they're behind it's an intentional strategic decision that they've made for the country. Um, so, you know, but as consumers uh, or as people, you know, or who have, who, who, who say, you know, it, it's not just for you, the world's not for you guys to decide on how we want to consume or how we should live our lives or how you're going to, you know, uh, it goes back to the democracy. It's very similar to democracy in the end of the day. I'll just say that. Um, consumerism is like democracy. Um, it takes every single one of us to do to, to you know to make that little single purchase here and make a single purchase there to to make that change. Um, and 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 democracy um, you know it takes time. It's a painful process.. Um, it, 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 because it takes uh, a, a huge majority of number, a uh, majority to, to, to make change. And, you know, and, um, but, but, you know, just recording what I just mentioned earlier is that, you know, um, in regards to a certain celebrity teenager, when we run out of time, a revolution is necessary. And a revolution is different from a democracy. And that is, um uh, uh, that might be necessary. It's just really difficult because you know, I, I keep, I'm going to re- repeat the numbers of it's really mind boggling. Um, it's millions of tons of plastics every year. And, you know, and, and I, and I see that, you know, obviously the people in our network, you know, who are practicing zero waste. You know, we try to, you know, reduce every single piece of plastic that we use in our daily lives. And that amounts to maybe a few kilograms, a few, you know, but, you know, to, 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 to reduce, um, of that much, it's really difficult. Um, but it,
0: it's not, I mean, I, I agree with you. It is like democracy, but I I have to push back to this idea that it's all about consumer change. That we have to put pressure on the government to make regulation that's going to push change in the right direction, right? Like we saw the charge for plastic bags has a very positive effect on how many plastic bags are used by consumers and I think especially in Japan we have this idea as consumers that if the government's not doing anything about it it must be okay it must not be a big problem so there's there's a gap in understanding in Japan in how the normal person thinks about these problems and so one of the things that I I suggest is you have cleanups As a part of education, you get all the kids out there uh, doing the cleanup activities and then going home and talking about how they saw all this packaging in the local rivers and at the local beaches. And the parents talk about it, too. And then you start seeing more consumers who understand the problem. And pushing the government for change, pushing the companies for change. But at the moment, it just seems like everybody's kind of got blinders on to the problem. It's not a lot of awareness. So what you are doing is amazing because there isn't a huge demand for this right now. So I really respect what you guys are doing. You're ahead of the curve.
1: You just mentioned something that I thought is really amazing as well, which is uh, you know the cleanups that you do and all the cleanups that everybody you know hosts and everything. That's amazing. Um, I realized something um, actually um, recently, and and and, um, and it goes to the fact that you just mentioned about cleanups. Is um, so I grew up, my childhood. I grew up in a in a in a, in a um, I grew up in, in Indonesia, and this was um, thirty years ago, and where the oceans were pristine. Really clean, and yours, you know, it's 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 full of nature and all that, and you know, and if those people or people might have known, uh, Joy uh, JJ uh, grew up in Hawaii, so and where guys living in Tokyo is that a lot of children today um, who grew up in Tokyo, when, when you never seen the clean or nature uh, comparison, uh, it's hard to gauge. Oh, what are we doing to the planet? with all this plastic trash and that cleanup kind of lets them know because, you know, human beings, you know, we, we don't see it, we forget about it. So we don't know about it. So that cleanups that, you know, you host and it's, 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 um, the, the educational benefits are huge. Uh, it lets people actually know how big of the problem is or identify the problem in the first place to see this is not natural. So, and I think that's, 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 that's great. Um, um, and
0: and it's even, a great thing that even for do. me, and I'm, I'm woke. I, I try to live my life every day seeking out sustainability, but I get overwhelmed by how difficult it is. But when I get out for that cleanup, there is no way after picking up all this plastic packaging that I'm going to go buy some. And there's no way that I'm going to choose a plastic package over a biodegradable or reusable one after a cleanup. Even it lasts for a week. So even as someone who's dedicated to this, we need this reminder that it is a clear and present danger to our own health as well as the environment around us, you know, because you can forget. Japan is a very clean country. People always talk about this when they visit Japan. Oh, the streets are so clean. People are very good at cleaning up what you can see. But when you go to the beaches where people aren't cleaning, when you go to the rivers where people just can't keep it off the rivers because there's too much of it, um, you see it.
1: Exactly. And, and um, actually, um, what, you know, um, there is this interesting project I heard, um, I'm not, I can't remember which city is doing this, but, um, and I thought it was a really fantastic idea, is that um, they're starting to, they wanted to print um, the cost it takes to dispose a bag of trash on the plastic bags um, that are being distributed to, to 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 what we use. And so it shows you money is being spent to dispose off that bag of trash that you've produced. And, and, and that's interesting because, um, the reason why we are able to consume so much trash and not feel so much about throwing it out is because we don't have to deal with it. Somebody else deals with it, but just imagine if overnight, all your waste management services or whoever's collecting your trash just disappears overnight. You know it'd be hard to imagine how much trash you're willing to make out of your own home and when it has nowhere else to go and i, I thought that was a really great interesting project and to bring back um, i do feel i do want to leave some good news with with when you know with this with the people in this network is that um for better for worse you know as we all know perhaps some of us know is that china has stopped taking in imported plastics um Japan on average exports about, had exported about 80 tons of plastic every year to China. Now 80,000 80, tons is nothing compared to 100 million, uh, sorry, uh, 10 million tons of plastic that they produce. But um, what's interesting is that 80 tons of plastic is just accumulating, accumulating, accumulating domestically. And there's actually nowhere else to go so I think over the course of this year and next year, um, um, with included uh, with the work of the Ministry of Environment, they're going to start um, bringing in more and more cap down um, on waste. Whether that is charge um, to start charging more for their disposal, or um, it, it, you might be aware of this that there's a new law that's being proposed by the government that will highly likely pass. It's 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 somewhere in the lines of um, you might have heard of this. It's called extended producers responsibility EPR uh, or extend, extended producers responsibility where um, producers of goods have to take responsibility of whatever happens to um, after they're being used so I think all this will be um, uh, making some progress this year um, you know whether you know it's not by choice but by by circumstance so I think um, uh, you know, over the course of this year, uh, including public sector and private sectors, are going to be making some changes, and I think that uh, we we will see some uh, big um, improvements to to the problem, because I obviously
0: hope, um, I hope so. I, I way, mean, yeah. be, before we started today, we were talking about the carrot and the stick, right?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so we, we and, need and we need let's both. A stick. We need both. We need incentives for companies to offer non-plastic packaging and we need penalties, the stick um, for not following these good practices. It's, it's like anything, right? And the fact that uh, plastic manufacturing packaging and so many things has seemingly no restraints and all of the emphasis is on the consumer side of things. Is is a broken system, and it's create. They they say the use of plastic is going up and up. There's going to be more plastic than fish in the sea by 2050. You know, I, we need to slow it down or turn it off. Turn off that tap that just keeps feeding more plastic into our ecosystems and our lives and our bodies every day. This is it's scary and the you know, like Greta Thunberg says, we have to act like our house is on fire for climate change. Well, nobody has this sense of urgency to fix the plastic problem, it seems. It's it's all, uh, you know, consumers, grassroots is starting to happen. People are starting to demand it from the bottom. But where is the sense of urgency for plastics coming from the top? I don't see it yet,
1: you know? Yeah, uh, well, um, so... Um uh, you know, my prior my, in my, my in my previous life, uh, uh, um, I worked in, in a lot in with with, with numbers and math, and uh, and and so I think that um, uh, I think whether for better or for worse, numbers are 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 showing. And then and and you know, um, we talked about extended producers for responsibility as well, and um, we uh, we also talked about you know regulations and taxations with the stick, and the carrot being consumers buying things that we believe are better. So, you know, um, and this goes back to supporting business that you you believe are doing, that are better for society, the carrot. And on the flip side, you have the stick, which is, you know, um, government's um, taxing or, um, you know, taxing is a bad, it's not a good marketable, not a very marketable word for it. So I'm gonna actually use a um, Bill Gates version of it. He calls it the green premium. Because premium sounds better than the tax, um, um, but it, it all falls under the concept of um, cost externalization. Yeah, but um, both, with that combined, I think. And for for the average um, consumer, for the average, uh, average Joe, I think the most important thing is you know when you see something that you believe that is good, you know, quality over quantity and and make and, and every every purchase counts and 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 um absolutely w- whether that is um your organic food or local produce or, or non plastic alternatives buying
0: buying a vintage kimono that's a little bit more expensive but you're going to pass it on to your grandkids you know buying quality that you're going to use for a long time it it's an yeah. aspect of so many wonderful sustainable options in our society, in our lives, right?
1: Exactly, and I think I also want to kind of uh, comment on, like, I think I've, I've, have, if I missed it, um, about um, activism. Um, the act of, um, I think activism is, um, you know, I call it, you know, I think modern, I would call act modern activism influence influencers. So that's, I, it's, 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 um, it it's, I like to put that on the same um, category because it is essentially uh, it's influencing a lot of people. And I think, you know, wherever it is, you know, the, regardless of time, if you have the power to influence a person or let it in, or inform a person, or you have the power to inform a million people or a thousand people. Then it's your responsibility to let them, you know, um, inform them, you know, and, and let them know, uh, give them a better educated choice, you know, yeah. and 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 I think this is what um, a lot of what, um, you know, you do, you know, I, I think that, you know, and putting that out there is, is, um, is, it's more important than anything, anything we're doing, because um, if you don't put it out there, nobody's gonna know, if you don't let them understand, and also you don't put it out there in a way they understand, you know, so I, uh, by now JJ probably knows that I kind of, you know, I, I, when I talk to speak about something, it gets a bit complicated and goes all over the place. And then it also, I like to work on the math behind it, but um, it's important to have it um, palatable and, you know, in a way that in format, that's, uh, you know, understandable for everyone, you know, and if we're in Japan and that's, you know, whether that is in English, whether that's in Japanese, which we try with our social media. Um, I have a a, a small team that runs our social media presence and I tell them I only want, you know, I want two main objectives out of our social media. One, I want to be able to educate people. And two, I also want it to be emotional because people, human beings are emotional beings. So work with some creators, work with some art, you know, and combine it to education and emotional art, put it together and hopefully we can get, um, more people involved.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I love that idea of uh, influence from social media, and as someone who's live streaming every day, I feel that I feel that burden, you know, and I I take that responsibility, and that's for me one of the reasons to be live streaming, and to be engaging with an audience in real time, and this is really happening. Because I think a lot of viewers are now very skeptical when they watch YouTube videos, when they see Instagram posts. Is that really the case? Is that really happening? Has it been doctored? Has it been edited? And so we need more of this reality of engagement with viewers. And this is not happening enough in Japan. So I hope I can help start a trend where everybody starts live streaming more and engaging more with their audience,
1: you know? Yeah, it includes this technical difficulty I have with the camera that it's now coming out of my older camera and not coming out of my newer camera and this dark color, say nothing doctor here, just no editing, it's (laughs) live.
0: So this this problem that we're having with your camera, Cohen, that proves that we're live and, you know, this is not perfect. It's authentic. it's authentic and it's real. It's the reality. And in some ways, as a user now, I look for the less perfect social media because I believe it more. If something's too perfect, I'm very skeptical.
1: <laughs> and you're back, you know, you know, that's a very millennial, millennial thing to say, actually. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to, I, I'm having difficulty catching what the millennials today as well. But I hear, <laughs> so, well, my PR team tells me that um, that's the trend with millennials today is that they don't um, um, they don't so much favor the the really beautified um, uh, uh, s- pictures that are well set you know lighting and all that they they prefer that real authentic vibe. Um, I hope I don't absolutely uh, explain that in the wrong way, but apparently that's no, no, yes, the millennial thing.
0: correct. We have a great comment from Molly B. Thanks, Molly B, for joining. She says, imagine how much less plastic would be used if everyone would use a water bottle to drink water instead of buying it in numerous bottles. That bottle stuff is no better than most tap water. You can get a filtering canister system with replaceable biodegradable filters and charcoal. Yes, we have had Robin Lewis of MyMizu talk about um, the great work they're doing with their app.
1: My is amazing. If showing where the, app, the
0: free it. refills are around Japan and even around the world now. So they're kind of e- expanding outside of Japan. But even that really simple solution—just having a water fountain, having a a water or tea station that people can refill with their own bottles—that's huge. That would be a huge step. Yes. And one of my dreams, Cohen, is I want to go back to old times. You know, when you bought a drink of the machine and it was in a reusable glass bottle, you drank it there, you left it there, it was washed and reused. I love those machines. Let's bring them back. I love the machines that give you the drink in a paper cup. That's better. How about a machine like that, but I can stick my own container underneath not touch anything and the drink goes in because i only want to buy the product i don't want to buy the container that i have to throw away right
1: absolutely i, I mean i think like um so um, uh, you know i businesses continuously to uh, innovate in ways to maximize their um, bottom line um, as their natural natural state but um, But when we have consumers, we have like you know I want this, you know I don't want that ugly thing. I want this. That's that's what the consumer wants. Then they'll find ways to cater to that. So, so and I I absolutely agree with bringing that back. And another thing I wish I would, they would bring back is um, it, it's amazing how prevalent these days where you go they give you disposable cups or, or plastics in um, um, even in high end restaurants or hotels. One thing I really hate is hotel amenities. Um, they give it to you in little plastic bottles of shampoo and conditioner and soap. Um, but when w- you know, bring back the good old days where um, luxury means things came in proper ceramic and silverware. You know,
0: absolutely. Uh, and I I appreciate that so much when I stay at hotels and uh, they have the reusable containers because usually it's much higher quality. I hate those little plastic bottles. I always give them less stars. Are you listening, hotel managers?
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Well Colin, that is our hour. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate everything you're doing. Uh please don't give up. Please keep up the good work. I'm really excited that you guys are in the U.S. now, too, much bigger market. I think the U.S. market should be a little bit easier in terms of what you're trying to do because people are just a little bit ahead of the curve there.
1: You're absolutely right. And um, so um, I really, you know, without the support of, you know, multiple people, we would not have been able to pull this off. But I think... um, now every country has its own problems, um, you know, whether that's deeply rooted or you know on on the surface. But you're, um, but um, in the United States, uh, we definitely have uh, really, um, you know, uh, it's different. It's it's. Um, I think the um, the time it takes for pe- especially um, in some cities, um, especially in San Francisco, where they have plastic bands outright, I think that makes a big difference. Um, and, and consumers do care about, um, um, they're very supportive of of the support they get. So I think, um, in the U S um, people are fully supportive of the business. They want to support Japan still has time, has still needs some time to get there, but you know, um, with, with, with what we're doing, you know, um, we all, we all live in one planet, the trash is not going anywhere. So, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You,
0: you might throw okay. it away, but it doesn't go away. You have to think about where it goes. I, I When I first came to Japan many, many years ago, Japan was ahead of the curve in terms of recycling and trash and waste management. And every time I go to Canada, every time I go to the UK, every time I go to the US, we are behind in Japan. We are behind the curve. So we need to look at places like Kamikatsu in Tokushima, in in Japan, who is trying to do zero waste, trying to compost everything, trying to reuse things. You know, we need to look at great examples in Japan and see how we can do that in other cities as well. Um, but we can't do it without companies like you. So thank you so much for what you're doing, Cohen. Well,
1: thank you for having me. And um, it's always great, you know, speaking with you about this and... And it's great for me to blow off some steam in terms of the, the environmental problems we face, um, yeah. but well, uh, it's good. Well, to- I,
0: I feel so frustrated, but it must be really frustrating for you to try to do better than compliance, but see so little movement in terms of companies getting away with compliance, right?
1: Well, I think like, um, consumers are uh, actually doing a great job. I think, um, what needs to be done is, uh, more on the, um, economic interest and corporate interest is, is, is heavily involved. So, so, um, but i definitely, you know what, we have, we, we, we have, you know, yet to meet up because, you know, since our, but, you know, yeah. when um, this, um, uh, Corona COVID thing passes on, um, you know, love to share more of that, um. Corporate obstacles. I think I uh, I'd love there's to a lot to be said it. about environmental businesses. Um, people yeah. who want to start um, businesses that are environmental businesses sound like. Uh, I don't want it to greenwash and make it sound like a marketing thing, but environment. But I want to put environmental businesses as what people want uh, in, in the sense that you know I want something that's not polluting, but not. Um, the difficulty of starting that and obstacles you faced in, with that is, is you know it, it needs some navigating, but um, um, but if it can do it right, it, it, it would not only make change um, in a small scale but you know in a big scale. so
0: yeah,
1: definitely. so yeah, we'd love to share with that. Share, share that with you sometime.
0: Yeah, I'd love that. Um, we have a great comment. We'll end with with Molly. She says she's been emailing companies about their overpackaging with plastic, with the message that you won't buy their products until they change. So that's that great. kind of communication straight back to the company is awesome. Um, you can also, what I would suggest is, you don't have to write them a letter. You don't have to write them an email, although that's fantastic. You just need to tag them on your social media you know and that it's powerful in this day and age that is power right
1: yes absolutely (laughs) and and when
0: you see something great like caillou package tag them and promote them on the positive side too
1: (laughs) absolutely thank you so much
0: yeah thank you everybody thanks for joining uh tomorrow morning we're talking to marik she's talking about saving the sharks and sustainable seafood issues in japan so that'll be a great talk tomorrow morning. Please join us again 9 a.m. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you want to learn more about the work that I do, have a look at inboundambassador.com. You can also sponsor the work that I'm doing on the YouTube channel, Patreon, Buy Me a Coffee, Coffee, or Haps. Have a great day.